Hello beauties and welcome back to season three of Aesthetic Chat with Kiki. I honestly cannot believe that we are already doing a third season. I really am still in disbelief that people are listening. But again, thank you all so much for continuing to listen to what I have to say, what the guests have to say. I think each person that I end up interviewing, I end up learning so much, and that is definitely the case for this next guest. So the next guest is Mary Beth Hagen. She is the founder of Titan Aesthetic Recruiting, and she has taught me so much within the 45 minutes that we chatted. Welcome, Mary Beth. Excited to have you on Aesthetic Chat with Kiki. I first just want to start by talking about your journey, your story into the aesthetic industry. So I guess Titan, I started in 2017. And what we really wanted to do was to provide a support resource for non-physician aesthetic providers working primarily with injectables here in the United States. When I had worked with Metasys and subsequently Allergan in various roles, sales, marketing, sales management, national accounts, et cetera, I had seen the tremendous growth that the aesthetic industry was taking. And it really was amazing to me that we were seeing such growth, but yet there was absolutely no national organization, no support organization, no society, no academic training to help support aesthetic providers wanting to enter this industry. And so I'll be quite honest, Kian, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I pretty much just kind of made it up as I went. TITAN stands for Top Injectors Treating in Aesthetics Now. And what we tried to do was really be able to help new injectors come into the industry with knowing what they needed to learn from foundational information and development. We also wanted to help existing aesthetic practices identify prospective new injectors. And so we created the Titan Aesthetic Screening to help employers identify some of the aptitudes that they might want to look for when they were looking to hire someone, either as a experienced aesthetic injector or someone that they were hoping to train into the role. And then we really have ended up with a lot of ongoing education support for existing injectors. We don't do lobbying per se, but we really try to be a networking and mentoring organization where people who are looking for resources, where people are looking for ideas, for support, for guidance can come and we can give them part of a, help them be part of a community where they can share and learn whether they're a brand new injector or whether they've been in the injector industry for many, many years. So really lucky that we get the opportunity to do this. I, I always joke, I'm, I'm not ever going to get rich. I'm not looking to build this up and turn around and sell it. This is really kind of my love letter back to the industry because I've had so many amazing years to be able to work in and enjoy a great career in aesthetics. I'm very lucky to have partnered with Kevin Harrington. I'm sure many of your listeners are know Kevin or have had classes or courses with him. Kevin has been an injector for over 15, probably closer to 20 years now. He started out as a teacher, as a researcher, went into pharma sales 
um, as a nurse, was one of the early Botox representatives, then went back to school to get his nurse practitioner license and started injecting at Faces of South Tampa and really developed some great injection skills. He started his own practice in the Orlando area then and currently is a faculty trainer for Allergan, for Galderma, for he's on faculty for Chris Surick's Academy for Injection Anatomy Cadaver course. And what I love about Kevin is that he is so humble with sharing what he knows from a clinical standpoint and so hardworking in terms of helping to develop resources that will help others. Um, so Kevin and I, when I first started Titan, I, I remember sitting down and saying, okay, this isn't going to work because everybody who calls me says, hey, Mary Beth, I went to one of those weekend training courses and now I'm certified and I've sent my resume to every place in town and nobody will hire me. Can you help me get a job? And, you know, let's be honest, I had to laugh and go, no, because if all you've done is take a weekend hands-on course, you don't know enough to even treat a patient, let alone to start a career in the industry. And so Kevin and I sat down and said, how can we create an injector preparation program? Because we have great injectors out there that do amazing hands-on programs. And, but what we realized was they really needed, you know, that, that first year of foundational knowledge, you know, what you get in your first year of, of nursing school, your first year of PA school, you need to have that specifically for aesthetics before you even think about going to hands-on. So Kevin and I kind of put our brains together and we have something called course one that is called preparing to be an aesthetic injector. And because I spent about a year telling people the exact same thing over and over on the phone, I finally sat down and just wrote a book and it's called preparing to be an aesthetic injector. It's an ebook. Think of it as an introduction to aesthetics. The first chapter focuses on the history of aesthetic medicine, particularly injectables in the United States. You know, we talk about how did we end up with derm and plastics and facial plastics and ophthalmology being the core four. And so I go through that whole development. And, and really, we talk about how did we go from having a couple of plastic surgery nurses injecting collagen in a surgery office to having a med spa on every street corner. The second chapter really focuses on what is the role? of an aesthetic provider? Who do you work with? How do you fit into the continuum of care for aesthetic patients? How do you know what the rules and the laws are about what you can do and what your scope of practice is in your particular area? Who will you work with and how do you work with them to build a practice? Because it's not easy. The third chapter really focuses on the companies and the products that you will use. I mean, you think about it. If right now you wanted to go and Google or look at all the pages for all the companies that make all the products used in injectables, do you know how long that would take you to go to find all of those links and all those pages? So I put that It's overwhelming. <laughs> exactly. It can be overwhelming yeah. for sure. So, you know, and then the fourth chapter is really, what do you have to do on your own? Because, you know, back to that memory people are not going to hire somebody where all they've done is taken a weekend training course. I shouldn't say they won't. They rarely will. Mm -hmm. and then the fifth chapter is how do you learn about your market and your city and, and who are the people that are injecting and where are the practices you might apply and what do you need to do? So anyway, we, and then the last chapter is compensation because I really think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to go to a weekend course and then I'm going to get a job in aesthetics and I'm going to stand in a room and inject Botox all day long and I'm going to make, you know, a million dollars. And it's like, no, this is cash medicine. If you're not bringing revenue into a practice, there's no revenue to pay you. 
And so I really try to help prospective injectors understand how compensation works, understand what they might be looking at in terms of compensation if they do decide to transition into this industry and how long it's going to take to build a practice. So I think those are all things that people need to really understand and know before they go to a hands-on training course. So, I mean, did you know all of that before you started? No. And I, 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 so since I started in the industry and I'm coming up on two years, it's really boomed. And there's so many things that have come out for, you know, the aspiring injector, the new injector. But when I was starting out, like you would try to Google things and you would kind of hit a dead end. I know that like, it was just, there wasn't a plethora of knowledge out there. Honestly, I would love to read your book and then I would love to recommend it to people because I think that it's definitely hard to navigate this industry, but having it really kind of roadmapped out for you with all of those topics, like that's absolutely amazing. So I definitely want to pick up your book. So my question for you is figuring out who's going to be a great fit. What are those characteristics that make someone likely successful in the industry? Kiana, that's such a great question. And I have to give credit to Dr. Patrick Carney. When I first started as a aesthetic sales rep for Metasys back in 2005, he came to me one day and he said, Mary Beth, I hire all these PAs and I train them exactly the same way to do derm and to do aesthetics. But with aesthetics, some of them get it and some of them just never do. Help me figure out which ones are going to get it before I spend all this time and energy training them. And honestly, it was such a great question that I had never thought of. And keep in mind, I was a year into the industry, maybe at this time. So what I did was I sat down and I looked at what does good look like? And I looked at the amazing injectors that I had in my territory, Connie Brennan, Don Segrillo, Claire Fisher, Christy Friedrichs, and a lot of these people who were, you know, Robin Burnens, I was up in Minnesota. And so what I did was I looked and I said, what makes these people so good at what they do? And I was able to identify that there really were a couple of objective things and a couple of subjective criteria that maybe we could look at. So I put together a couple of suggestions for this physician and, and he said, you know what, this really helps. So years later, when I was getting ready to start Titan, I thought, let's see if we can literally create a screening process around this concept that I had. So what we have is we have four sections of the Titan screening. It's a proprietary screening that we do. And the first section is the right-left brain quiz. My hypothesis was that the best injectors were going to fall right in the middle. They had to have enough left brain aptitudes to be good medical providers, to be safe, to be able to chart, to follow protocols. But they also needed to have enough right brain aptitude to be good communicators and to see that artistic art of the possible with particularly the dermal fillers. So I actually got a chance to do a focus group or a, a control group of about 40 Allergan and Galderma trainers. And sure enough, of the group that I did, all but three fell right smack in the middle or just slightly to the left of the middle. And the three outliers had really interesting stories behind them. Um, two were dealing with very particular stringent state guideline changes. And so they're like, I know I'm going to be an outlier and I'm going to be to the left because I've been crazy doing this. The one who was an outlier to the right, I called the rep and she said, oh my gosh, she's a fantastic injector, but she is 
gets bored so easily and she hates to do charting and she goes from place to place because she gets bored. So it was so interesting hearing that even the outliers fell into my hypothesis. The second part of the screening we do, I found that most of the great injectors are incredible team players. They really work and play well with others. They are part of a team. They communicate well with the team and they understand that this is a journey and that you don't try to just get something out of a patient when they come in once, that you're really creating a partnership with patients for the life of you or them. We also look to make sure they understand what the job is because there's so many people who think, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, we get a lot of people, especially now who are burned out after COVID and they're just like, oh, can I please just go get a job doing aesthetics and I'm just going to stand in a room and just inject all day long and it's going to be so easy. And they don't realize how hard it is to learn all the different products and to sell and to build that clientele and to do the marketing part of it. Then you've got the other people who think, oh, I'm going to get a job. I love beauty. I'm going to get this job and I'm going to get free product and I'm going to you know, take all kinds of selfies and I'm going to be Insta famous. And you know what? That's not the job either. And so what I really try to do is help people understand that this is aesthetic medicine. It is not aesthetic entertainment. This is one of the hardest, most specific, most patient-driven areas of medicine, and there are no academic training programs that teach you how to do it. You have to be a counselor, a psychologist, a you know, a fantastic clinician. You have to be an artist, and there's so much that goes into it, and you have to understand that that's what the job is. You know, the other thing you have to understand is that you have to ask people for money, and for many people, that is incredibly difficult. But if they don't understand what you're looking at to do to achieve the results they're asking about and what it's going to cost, then you're all wasting everybody's time. And let's be honest, the last thing I look for is if they're crazy, because God knows we have enough crazy patients. The last thing you need is a crazy injector. <laughs> so you can teach somebody where to place a needle. You can teach somebody how to reconstitute product, but you can't teach somebody how to see symmetry and balance and proportion and skin tone and all of the things that have volume affects the face. And you basically have to have a natural aesthetic eye to be able to see these things. And then the final thing is we look at hobbies. And I know this sounds crazy, but I bet if you will ask every single great injector, you know, surgical or, you know, physician or non-physician, all the best injectors have artistic hobbies that just come out in their day-to-day -day life. They're either singers or dancers or artists or sculptors or photographers or home decorators or gardeners or, you know, so anybody that's listening to this, don't make stuff up when you're doing it. Just know that there are these natural aptitudes that the best aesthetic providers have. And a lot of times when I'm doing these screenings, I help people understand, oh, this job is very different than I thought it was. And I really don't want to put all this work and effort into it because you really have to be self-motivated. Nobody is going to walk you through step-by-step. Step. This is not a protocol-based learning process. This is a self-driven, self-motivated learning process. And then I want people to also understand that, you know, when you're looking at being an aesthetic provider, it's going to be a long journey and you have to be patient and you have to really be persistent. So these are all the things that I look for when I'm talking with someone. And, you know, it's funny, we see a lot of physicians who will say, 
oh, I want somebody who's an experienced injector. She's been injecting for at least five years who have a book of business and they're going to bring that to me. And, you know, my, my response usually is, forgive me, sir, but if they have that, they don't need you. We've got <laughs> states now where we have independent practice authority for nurse practitioners. We have amazing aesthetic practices that are owned by aesthetic providers. The ISPAN CANS exam certification opportunities just changed so that nurse practitioners in independent practice states can now sit for the exam and can become CANS certified. More on that in an upcoming Titan talk. But, you know, what we're looking at is an evolution of an industry that has a very specific specialty with very little guidance. And so what I try to do is just help people be more educated and understand what they're getting into without spending a lot of money first. So that's why, you know, our course one, we, we literally have an entire process for people. So if you're an injector and you're thinking about getting into the industry, we'll suggest that you take course one and that's the book. And then it's the complete face cadaver app that was created by Stephen Liu and Peter Callen, both amazing plastic surgeons down in Australia. And that once you've learned your anatomy and once you've learned the industry, then we'll talk with you and we'll coach you through that first course with the anatomy, with the book and with the coaching from a Titan coach is only a thousand dollars. And what we do then is really help you think about what are you going to do in your career? What's the timeline going to be? What's your resume going to look like? How are your interviews going to go? Then course number two is what Kevin created. And that is a six-week home study interactive webinar course that really focuses on the why of what you do as an aesthetic provider. And, you know, you learn anatomy in course one. But that anatomy is not static. It changes. And that's what causes a lot of the issues that patients come to see you about. So we really start that course by saying, okay, what is the facial aging process and how does it relate to the underlying anatomy? So then when you see what a patient presents with, now you know, okay, what am I going to do? Is this a surgical patient? Is this an energy device patient? Is this a filler patient? Is this a toxin patient? And when you understand what happened to the anatomy, it makes you much better at creating a solution and possible options for that patient. So then we go into teaching toxins and teaching um, hyaluronic acid fillers. And then we really talk about adverse events and what should you have in terms of protocols and what can happen. And then we finish up that six week talking about the patient consultation and the patient journey. And there are projects that they do all along the way. And that second course, it's going up to just slightly over $2,000 and is in the process of being CME certified. So by the time a new injector does course one and course two, they do about 40 hours of clinical preparation. They do about four to five hours of coaching work. They learn a lot of what they need to ask, what they need to know, what they need to prepare. And then we also give them suggestions through our Titan Clinical Training Network of hands-on training options that they can go to where they will be taught by someone who is a, a practicing aesthetic injector. Because it always drives me crazy when they see all these places where it's like, hey, come to our training course. And it's like, this is taught by somebody or owned by somebody who doesn't have an active injecting practice. So how can they give good perspective for someone looking to come into the industry? So anyway, there's a very long <laughs> dive of what we try to do. But yeah, it's, we try to really help the process. I think that the study is so interesting that you mentioned. Um, I'm not 
shocked by the results, but I think it's very, very interesting. I also think that for all the people that are listening that are current injectors, the things that some people, maybe the motives that they have to get into the industry initially, I'm glad that you've debunked them very quickly. I'm, I do have to ask, do you think that the people that don't have maybe the right motivations to get into the industry, are they naturally and quickly weeded out through your guys' process? It's just usually they don't have the right perspective or the right knowledge about the industry. And the ones who realize how hard it is, yeah, you know, they do tend to say, wow. I mean, we have about a 40% dropout rate from okay. course one to course two. I don't sell them together as a package because I want people to go through this process of identifying, is this right for me? I'm never going to get rich on selling these courses. And that's everybody who takes it goes, why are these so cheap? And there are plenty of people out there. If you want to pay a whole lot of money for something, there are a lot of people that will take your money. I, I just want you to start. The average injector tells me that they spend anywhere from ten to $20,000 a year on their own personal development and training. So if I can make getting into the industry a little bit more cost-effective with great foundational skills and help people identify if this is right for them or not without going broke, I'm happy to do that. Art, that's amazing. I do kind of want to talk a little bit just because we are talking about, you know, new injectors and within the industry as a whole, cost of goods are expensive. We're in a recession People just don't have as much expendable income to spend on injectable services. For that newer injector or even someone that's within that under five years, like what are your thoughts about, you know, the impact that the recession will have on people that are in the aesthetic industry? That's such a great question. And I'm going to give you the same answer that I, I do a lot of market research call for the street and things like that. And when COVID first hit, I got asked a lot, what do I think is going to happen with COVID? And I said, I think the people that have good businesses, that have good skills and good training are going to be just fine. This industry is going to continue to grow. And the ones that really are committed to this industry and to the knowledge and to it being a medical profession will use this time to regroup, rebuild, and refresh. And there are going to be those who started it without the right foundation or platform, and they're probably going to go out of business. And so we'll probably lose about 20% of the practices, but the ones that exist beyond COVID, I think are going to do amazingly well. And that pretty much is played out as to what happened. What was super interesting post-COVID, and it's, it's interesting you ask this because I'm literally today finishing the insights guide for the Titan Injector Compensation Study. We've done this compensation survey for five years now to look at what do injectors make and how do they get paid. And I will tell you, there is still not a whole lot of consistency in the industry, you know, even five years after doing this. But what I found is that about 48% of the people that completed the survey this last year have less than five years of experience. And the compensation has been going up. But the thing that I'm finding as I'm talking to people, and that I think it's particularly relevant to what you just asked, you know, what are we going to see now? I don't think that it's necessarily slower. I think it's that there are so many choices out there whether it be products, whether it be clinics, whether it be treatments, that people are having a harder time 
knowing what they need to have to reach their treatment goals because we've lost education focus. I mean, it's amazing to me when I was in the field as a rep, I mean, there were months at a time where I was gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday doing patient events. And what we've seen since COVID is those patient events just haven't come back in full force like we saw. We used to literally spend hours and days and weeks educating patients directly. And I think there are a lot of people who've seen this, you know, pent up demand post COVID that don't realize that you have to do a lot more to market practice than just put up an Instagram post every day. We're actually doing a meeting this summer called Learners and Legacies. It is a very small meeting, but we have 18 faculty injectors that have been injecting for more than 15 years that are going to be our legacy faculty, and they're all donating their time. And it's going to be open to 100 injectors who have three years of experience or less. And one of the things we're going to focus on is how do you build a practice within a practice? Because, you know, when these legacy injectors started injecting, they didn't have social media. They didn't hardly have emails or cell phones. I mean, I remember setting up Connie Brennan's email address when I was the Restylane rep. Her email is Botox Connie. I mean, it's just, you know, I think about these things. It's funny to me how far we've come in such a short amount of time. I mean, this industry is only 20 years old and, or 21, 22 this year. And, you know, you think about, is it slow? It's slower than it was last year, but it's not slower than what it was in 2019. It's just that patients are going back to wanting to be cared for. They want to be sold. They want to be educated. They want to be wanted. And I think that's something that our injectors are going to have to go back and do. They're going to have to quit relying on, you know, posts on Instagram, and they're going to have to go back to word of mouth. They're going to have to go back to referral programs. They're going to have to go back to taking business cards and walking into all the businesses around them. I mean, everybody is spending so much time scrolling through the internet that we're not having those one-on-one conversations that are the ones that are really impactful for driving somebody into a practice. So I would love to come to that 100 injectors this summer. That sounds amazing. I <laughs> I think I would really benefit from that because I think it's hard as someone who came from healthcare, who had has never taken a business course in my life, never taken a marketing course, who's trying to learn how to be a business like within a business and market myself and do all these things that, you know, traditional healthcare tracks don't teach you. I mean, they, they've got, you know, managed care patients lined up for days, you know, and that's what I think is so interesting, you know, and I don't know if you want to go into the private equity, but it's so interesting with all of these private equity firms coming into aesthetics now, because at our industry and they say, oh, I've done it in dentistry or I've done it in ophthalmology or I've done it in urology. And I'm like, what people don't realize is this is one of the most tightly regulated areas of medicine. I mean, Botox is a boxed warning. You know, all the neurotoxins are boxed warning products. Sorry, former Botox product manager, my my Botox habits die hard. I always joke, I try to be very fair balanced now, but yes, my, my blood will always run a little bit Botox purple. And what I've seen through the years with this is 
we have to make sure that people are understand what they're seeing with their patients in terms of products and what they're trying to learn. That's just something that we're going to have to teach the private equity firms as well. They don't understand that there are not amazing aesthetic injectors sitting at home on their couches, waiting for somebody to call them, that you have to develop that you have to, you know, these organizations are going to have to start hiring new injectors and building their pipelines. There is one organization I work with out of New York City. They are one of my consulting clients. And the first thing they said was, what do we need to do to not only be good now, but be good five years from now? I said, you have to start your own training and development program and you have to bring your injectors up from scratch. And they are, and they're being very successful with doing it. But you see so many people who say, well, we're going to expand in this market. Can you go find me an experience injector in this market? And we can steal them away. I think people realize that even though that we're spread out across the country, the industry is very, very small. I mean, we figure there are probably 8,000 injectors who are literally full-time injectors, probably 8,000 or less. Really? That doesn't seem like a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> and, and you know, and keep in mind, there are a lot of people who may inject one day a week or they're, you know, part-time or they are primarily a laser mm-hmm. um, tech or something like, you know, do a lot of lasers or device. Work. So, you know, but when you're talking about actual injectors, I just don't think there are that many. And that's why I want people to really understand that. First of all, the the legacy injectors, those ones that have been around for 20, 30 years, if you have one or you know one and you talk with one, those mm-hmm. people are gold. If I can put in one tiny plug, I'm very blessed to have been in this industry as long as I have. And during COVID, we did start something. We started doing webinars just because I sat there one day and went, okay, if we're all going to be shut down for two or three months, what are we going to do? <laughs> and so I started calling all my friends and said, do you want to do a webinar? Um, So that is how the Titan Aesthetic Membership Program was born. And Kiana, what we've been able to do is I have wonderful injector friends all around the country who have so kindly donated their time. And we do webinars on Tuesday night, two to three times a month, and we record them all. And we now have more than almost 60 recorded webinars on the Titan Library. So for $250 a year, you can join the Titan Membership Program. I won't take somebody in a existing market and steal them away and put them in another practice. I'm just, I'm too shy to do that. If somebody's moving across the country, I do a lot of work of helping to relocate experienced injectors. But I really, you know, I want to help those new injectors because they are the ones that need the guidance. The ones who go through the Titan program have self-dedication and motivation that are going to make them amazing. And they're all screened and they're all coached. So we do a lot of the legwork so that a practice doesn't have to. We have a new program called Reboot and Refresh. So if you've been injecting for a couple of years and you didn't get that that foundational knowledge, that anatomy and that why, that you can come back and you can train with other people who've been injecting for a couple of years and just trying to rebuild that foundation. We've got the Learners and Legacy. We've got the Titan Injector Membership Program. You have an abundance of resources. It's actually amazing what you've curated into one like location. So my last question for you, because I do get it quite a bit, is I would like you to talk a little bit about injector wages, just because you mentioned it a little bit that it's kind of all over the board. But when you're kind of placing, it could be a new injector, it could be, you know, a relocating injector. How do you prepare them for 
potentially what they're going to get paid. And I guess, how do you have them advocate to where, you know, they're getting something that's, you know, fair. This is a funny, it's a great question. And it's, it's a funny one sometimes when I'm talking with prospective injectors. And what I will tell people is when you're in therapeutic medicine, you're going to get paid for every patient you see, whether you do anything for them or not. You just look at them, you write down the chart, you order a couple tests, and you can bill insurance for 350 bucks or something like that. That doesn't happen in aesthetic medicine. In aesthetic medicine, the only way that there is money to pay the lights, to pay the electricity, the heat, the air conditioning, the janitor, the EMR system, the advertising, the chairs, the you know insurance, the malpractice, <laughs> everything in there is people who come in and get treatment and pay money. And so everything that is paid for in a practice has to come from product sales and treatment is provided. So I try to really educate prospective and existing injectors on the finances of a med spa. And it's, you know, people always laugh. They're like, oh, there's so many billions of dollars in aesthetics. I'm like, yeah, people don't realize most of those billions go to the big companies. I mean, the average operating you know, margin is maybe 17%. And that's on a good day for most med spas. So there's not a lot of money left over. So what I try to say is what you're going to make as an injector is probably always going to be a factor of what you bring in, in terms of patient revenue. And kind of an easy guidance that I use is if you bring in half a million dollars or less, you're probably going to have a compensation package that's going to be about 15% of the revenue you bring in. So if you figure, if you bring in a half a million dollars, 50% walks out the door before the patient even leaves. It goes for cost of goods, you know, the product, the gauzes, the syringes, whatever. So all of a sudden that half a million dollars is 250 before you blink your eye. And then you start looking at if you're a full-time injector and you want benefits and you want 401k and you want paid vacation and you want to see a me stipend, you know, there's another good $30,000, dollars out the door. So now all of a sudden you're down to $200,000. And if you're an employer, you're going to get half of that because you took the risk. You have to pay all the costs. You have to, you know, pay the bills, you pay the mortgage, you pay the business expenses, you pay the taxes. So you're going to get at least 50% of that. So if you're a new injector, you have to bring in at least a half a million dollars in patient revenue in order to take home about eighty dollars to $100,000 a year. So that's how I start helping people understand what I call aesthetic math. But, in, you know, that your costs of employing somebody are sunk once you hire them. So if you are now bringing in $750,000, $850,000 a year, which is what the average revenue generation is for the average full-time injector in the United States, you're going to be able to take home somewhere around $175,000 a year. And when you start getting up to that million-dollar range, which is not a lot of injectors, less than 20% of injectors take home, I mean, bring in a million dollars or more, when you start looking at those injectors, you know, they're probably going to take home at least 20%. You know, you get up to a million, probably 22.5. You get up to, you know, that million three quarters, probably 25. So when you start looking at making a lot more in terms of patient revenue, 
my joke is, is if you're a $2 million injector, you should be taking home about 30% of what you're bringing into the practice. Because you know what, if you're bringing in that much money and you walk out the door, those patients are going to follow you because you're a great injector. <laughs> and so you know what, the, the product practice better pay whatever you ask them to, to keep you. And I'm not saying that from a you know, go injector standpoint, it literally, it's just basic supply and demand. I mean, there aren't, there are a handful of $2 million injectors in the United States. Those people are gold. And, you know, so I want new injectors to understand that if you get somebody to hire you and to give you a chance and to let you get into this industry, you're not going to make a lot of money that first year. And so help me, you better stay there at least two years. Because that person who employs you is not even going to break even for the first two years on hiring you as a new injector. So make sure you like those people because you need to stay there so they can get their money out of you, their investment. But on the converse side, if you are a really good injector who brings has a huge patient following and you bring in a lot of patient revenue, that is gold for a practice. And the practice really needs to appreciate those injectors. So it's a it's a two-way street, and that's why I work so hard to be a matchmaker, not a recruiter, and that's why I work so hard to help people feel good on both sides when we're placing somebody. I want everybody to understand the math. I want everybody to understand what has to be done to have a really good work environment and what has to be equitable for both parties. You know, an injector can't ask for so much that the business owner loses money and then has to shut it down, and the business owner can't pay so little that the injector feels doesn't feel valued and wants to leave. Thank you for kind of walking us through all of that. I think that was super, super helpful. Kind of the last thing that kind of ties in with pay, do you see a lot of injectors that are contract employees with employers or are a lot of injectors employees? You know, in the Titan survey, what we find is that about 15% of the people that complete the survey are 1099 injectors. Um, that means that they are not employees, but they basically have their own practice. They get their own product. They have their own medical director. They pay their own taxes. That's the big thing. They have to pay their own taxes. They pay their own expenses. They set their own schedules. They are not employees. And, you know, that's, there actually is a, um, a couple talks that I've done through the years on, you know, what type of injector do you want to be? Do you want to be an employee? Do you want to be? I'm a big fan of being an employee. It's really hard for anybody other than an NP to be 29, just simply because everybody else has to have a supervising or collaborating physician. So that's, but keep in mind, not a not an attorney, not an accountant, not a, <laughs> how many disclaimers do I normally give when I'm talking about, you know, my background? I'm, I just know aesthetics pretty well. And I'm, I'm a pretty good advocate for aesthetic injectors. And I never give anybody advice of you should do this or you shouldn't do this. What I try to do is help people is I try to ask questions to help people make their own answers. TitanAesthetic.com is the website. The Titan Membership Program, you'll see in the tabs, just click on Titan Membership Program. The Titan Injector Development Program is for anybody looking to get into the industry. The Clinical Hands-On Training Network is made up of amazing injectors across the country that have their own training programs and are amazing trainers and mentors. Our, our tagline is supporting great injectors and great practices for great patient outcomes. And that's what I want at the end of the day. 
you are just a hub of knowledge. I feel like you've given us all the great information. You've answered all of my questions and you even told us where to find all of your stuff. So thank you so much again, Mary Beth. That absolutely amazing advice. Thank you again, Mary Beth, for coming onto the podcast. Great, great advice for all of those listening out there. Again, if you're a new injector, go check out Titan Aesthetic Recruiting. If you are a current injector, go check out Titan Aesthetic Recruiting. Just because I was unaware of some of the resources that they have, the webinars I'm definitely going to be checking out. The podcast Instagram is at aesthetic.chatwithkiki. My aesthetic Instagram is at aestheticnurse.kiki. You can find the podcast on YouTube now. My YouTube channel is at Aesthetic Nurse Kiki. You also can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even my website, AestheticNurseKiki.com. AestheticNurseKiki.com has a bunch of, you know, apparel, merchandise, things that are kind of related to aesthetics, as well as we are going to be rolling out some connections to Amazon, so you can kind of check out some of those textbooks that I recommend. But until next time, beauties, bye.